awesome. Because if things go well, you guys are probably going to have to fight something. Oh boy, can't wait to fight. Yeah, I know, right? It's Fighting been, in this it, fucking yeah. D&D campaign. Wow, how long has it been since Real you've, you've done that? Fucking um, combat. The last time we were in combat, I think, was during Rad's world. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, you guys fought um, Abby's dad very, oh, very briefly. Yes. I, I made one attack and then I ran away. Yeah. Because if I recall, I think I used Stunning Strike to, like, Paralyzed yeah, him. Kick him, kick him ass. Yes. All right. Do you guys remember what happened last time? Yeah, we got armor. We yeah. got magic yeah. items and stuff, and then we went to Gildy to finish uh, suiting up, and he was like, "You did what?" And we did some shopping, and now we're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Last session was all preparation work. Shopping! Shopping! You guys spent, like, all of your money. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not like we're gonna find a whole lot other shops on the <laughs> way to the, the ultimate being or whatever. Yeah. The ultimate life form. We're gonna go meet Shadow <laughs> the Hedgehog, y'all. What if it was just Shadow? Yeah, what if- like, what if we go to Idris Plenty. Yeah, just what, if there, what if it was just Shadow? It's just Shadow the Hedgehog. It's no, me, Shadow the Hedgehog. Did you bring me the Chaos Emeralds? Those goddamn Chaos Emeralds. Chaos Control. I'll delete, guys. Um, do you guys remember what your plan was? Um, basically, we were gonna go to the Plain of Pink to basically take a shortcut to, well, like try and find that fifth dimensional being and or take a shortcut to Idris Planet and then fuck with it from there yeah okay uh you guys had just finished shopping and got bitchin new armor and you went back to the ship and uh i drew was chatting with owaz about you know plans making plans about um strategizing about the cheese eaters coming to attack the place in a couple of hours or days or so. You guys have... 36 hours, I think. Something like that. I believe... 38. 34 hours. I gave you guys... Yes. After shopping, you guys have 34 hours. Nice. Yes. So, you guys, you guys look spiffy. This is cool. Yes, we have beautiful new outfits. I'm loving the red on Luthamos's outfit. This is this is nice. You got you got, Pim got some nice armor. Pimpin. Hello, yeah. And a little carrier for Chewy. Yes. Oh yeah. Chewy's in there and he's kind of like a little bit uncomfortable. He's kind of like papping on the walls and then like there's like a little latch that he opens and he sticks his head out. It's like one of those uh, sea snakes, sea, sea worm snakes, eels, eels, garden eels. I know Animal Crossing. It's a little <laughs> garden eel. He pokes his head out. We're going on fancy Chewy, and hopefully we will all survive. Yeah, he, Chewy feels apprehensive, but also excited. This Me too, Chewy. This is going to be an adventure of a lifetime. So, so what's your plan? Uh, we're going to the Plain of Pink. You're going to the... Pl Wait, hold on, what? I... 
I mean, I guess we could. We have time to. What were you uh, expecting to well, find there? So, um, Abby is, uh, she's like, well, we kind of need to talk to that thing that's giving your brother power, and wouldn't that be a good way to contact it through there? That's what the other one told us. The other thingy. Uh... Yeah, this is the this is the thing I told you about. This, this is what they were talking about. The whole, you know, d- 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 truth or opinion bullshit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, <sighs> hmm. The plane of pink does have some relationship with my brother. So we should probably investigate that a little bit more than just, uh, using it as, you know, shortcut. Well, yeah, I mean, if we can somehow contact that thing through the plane of pink, since, I mean, it's kind of, I don't really know how fifth dimensional beings work or what these five dimensions even are, but it seems like a good idea. There's theoretically infinite ones. But yes, but she doesn't understand that. She only has 10 intelligence. No, I think there's actually a theoretical 11. You're going to break her brain. It, It doesn't really matter, actually. Uh, fifth dimension just means that it's able to see the fourth dimension as if we would see the second dimension. It's stupid. Anyways, um, so in that case, I would have to bring you guys to the plane of pink and then we'd start investigating probably on the ground. Yeah, that's why we got these spiffy new spacesuits. Yeah, they're pretty fucking spiffy. So, I think... I think our plans end here, Awaz. Uh, you do you think you got it from here? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is easy. This is easy. Don't even, don't even, don't even worry. I have things completely handled. And he like starts picking up um the papers that he's got on the table, all the um schematics of the place and planning sort of things like little little tiny <laughs> perhaps miniature figurines and little pieces of dice did he like get these 3d printed somewhere at the festival or something yes and he's like we're, we're running we're running simulations on like what would be good battle plans against these things it's really handy and we're using these dies to try to, you know, accurately, but not super accurately to represent, you know, randomness. And like, we they've got health points. It's really advanced. I don't know if you guys would understand it. <laughs> Abby kind of strokes her chin and she's like, have you placed any bets with them? No, 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 no. The concept of dice and randomness, I'm sure you guys understand. That's like... That's like basic stuff. But these, and he's got a little figurine that looks like you. These, these represent you. I I squint at mine and I'm like, I don't think my skin tone is quite right. Okay, well, I didn't a have time to, to, to fucking dark. paint them, all right? They're all generic gray. Yes, it's the cheapest one I got. And I just like, okay, all right, all right. Just take your, sh- you're good. You're good. I trust. Wait. What? Wait, let's go on a tangent and then just play D&D and D&D. I mean, yeah, we could, but you guys only have 34 hours. 
Shh, it's okay. It's time to do an eight-hour session. <laughs> no, I, I, knowing Abby, she would just get impatient. She's like, we don't have time for this. Ah. Now, uh, planner pink. Yes, 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 yes. You guys got thirty-four. Uh, this is Idra talking. You guys have thirty-four hours. You should probably get some sleep. Um, eight hours in or so. In eight hours, so we should probably time this out so that we don't sleep in the plane of pink. Or we could, if you wanted to. I don't think we want to sleep in the plane of pink. I mean, we totally could. That's that is an option. I have done it before, several times. Wait, I thought you couldn't sleep. I could until after being in the plane of pink for so long. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys can if you want, but I don't think I'm gonna risk it. I feel I, mean, I feel like that's a big hint that we're just ignoring there. This is out of character. <laughs> I know. Maybe there's something. Maybe we'll go into Idru brain, Idru world. Is this out of character? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, we well, can I mean, justify it as like the sooner we are in the plane of pink, the better. Yeah. Let's go to the plane of pink. We can sleep there. Okay. See, it's not actually all that bad. You just, you know, make a tent and just sleep and stuff and just be prepared in case something runs into you. But for the most part, shit doesn't actually, like, hunt you down and fight you. It more... You run into things instead of things running into you on purpose. Alright? It's not... The creatures that are there aren't that dangerous, all right? Like, okay, why am I explaining this to you? You've been there. I mean, I was not conscious. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, Abby. By the way, uh, don't um, don't expose your body or skin or any parts of your, you know, flesh that you don't want to be turned and corrupted by the plane of pink. Well, yeah. I thought that's why we bought these cool suits. Well, yes, but those suits also protect against the cold and deadly vacuum of space. I don't know what a vacuum is, but I guess so. <laughs> well, let's go, I think. We don't really have anything else to do. You could say goodbye to the crewmates. Because all, all the crew people, all, all the crew is getting off the ship. And they have their own um, assignments. Oh, okay, so they're going to help here. All yeah, right. they're going to help here. They're going to help organize. They're going to help prepare the festival for the upcoming fight. Um, yeah, they've all got their own duties and stuff. Oh, Jim okay. stops by and says, Well, y'all, best of luck. I, I'm sorry I can't come with y'all. It's okay, Jim. You got a job to do here. It was a honor sailing with you. Sailing? Traveling? What What? What does this ship do? I mean, Plum. I understand the sentiment. Sa sailing's pretty close to whatever the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Yeah, we we can just spend, like, a moment, I guess, giving everybody hugs and stuff, or, well, I guess that, that want hugs. I don't know if- um, Everybody oh. wants hugs. You start uh, giving one person hugs, and everyone's starting wanting hugs. Is it just like Abby just like uncomfortably like kind of side hugs Jim and everyone just dog piles on top of her? No, everyone kind of single files, but they have anxious eyes. Oh. Except for Ferrix. Ferrix is very standoffish and she's like, um, yes, uh, I hope you guys 
have prepared well and you have a safe journey. Thank you. She kind of bows a little bit and walks off. Okay. Hey, uh, so I know we're like twos in, but who's Ferrix? Yeah, uh, Ferrix was the uh, pink mantis creature. Oh, okay, okay. I don't. And she's like the chef, right? Yeah, she was the chef. She cooked for you guys. Okay. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, you guys didn't really interact with her much. Um, yeah. I imagine that off-screen stuff still happens. Like, our characters are still, like, interacting, just not, like, redoing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys could um say that you guys, like, in passing know each other. Uh, but there isn't really a lot of, like downtime that there has been in this campaign it's really has been just a week in game not even yeah. enough time to attune my stone yeah uh, it's been more like a week and a couple of days but like yeah you've guys known these people for like seven days <laughs> things are moving too fast i think it'd be like eight days now god i'm gonna have to look at like the actual numbers figure it out math it out goodbye everyone yeah, it's been like seven days. Um, yeah, everyone says goodbye. Dognut gives you guys a nice pat on the back. And the slug creature gives you guys big hugs, especially you, Abby. Slug creature gives you a big hug. Aww. I, I, I return the hug. Poor little slug guy. Didn't learn very much about you, but you were still cute. <sighs> yeah, uh, Strawberry comes up to you guys and I'm so proud of you, and I'm also very scared for you. You be, guys be very careful out there, okay? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll try. We'll try our best. I know you will. And Skull's like, you guys, you guys got this. I mean, who else would be better to save the world than these three you're not sharks. I don't know what you are. I think I think you, in passing, have called yourselves, what was it? Teeth? Teeth? Teethlings? Teeth? Yeah. She pointed to her teeth, her big shark teeth. Teethlings. Close enough. All right. Bye, group of teethlings. And elf. And 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 elf. You guys keep. You guys all look the same though. But he doesn't have horns, and we do. Those those things on the side of his head aren't horns? No, they're ears. We also have ears. The fuck is an ear? Okay, you guys you guys are too weird for me. I'm gonna leave. And she waves her big <laughs> stick noodly arms. Wait, wait, is she is she a barb? A a barb? Barian. Uh is yes. Barb- yes. Okay. I'm gonna give her my empowering drink. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh fuck yeah, and she starts to Don't chug it. Drink it slowly? No, no. No? When it's important, you can drink it. When it's important. Oh, oh, you mean like this is a little secret sauce? Yes. Mm. Very secret sauce. Mm, I see. Okay. She would wink at you, but she doesn't have eyelids. She just kind of like... She she has her naticulating membrane and winks at you. I, I shudder a little bit because that's scary. She slaps you on the back. Thanks! You're a real good friend there, Foxfire! Why, of course. I mean, it would fuck me up. But for you, that shit works. Hell yeah! 
I'm gonna go protect the last remaining lives on the entire universe. Hell yeah! I'm gonna go fuck some shit up! And she's gone. Man, I can't believe she was a police officer. Anyways, uh, yeah. I'll be seeing y'all guys hopefully again. Okay? We hope so too. Okay. And and Jim, um, pats you guys all on the back, give, give, gives you a nice, uh, friendly wave, and walks off. And Rad just, like, kind of shuffles up and is like, you guys don't die, okay? Yeah, we will we'll try we'll not do our to. Best. And I'm gonna try not to cry. I'm gonna be a big boy about this. Hey, man, we're just, we're going to see each other again if everything goes well. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> He's off. Okay, I think that's everybody. Jim said goodbye twice. It's fine. It's fine. Fang, Fang was also there. In my list, I'm looking at Fang. Fang's the only one that didn't say anything. Fang is also like, but goodbye, and he's not really, like, a very talkative sort of little fellow, and he's just bark, bark. <laughs> I am a strange... He is. I, I am a strange, uh... Reptile saber-toothed dog. Yes. He doesn't really even talk. He just has that little marquee on his yes. neck, right? <laughs> he can't really talk. He's got a marquee. <laughs> okay 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 everybody uh is all these goodbyes done because we have got to go all right yeah i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready all right everyone steps off the ship you can see them waving goodbye to you um on the big windows of the ship and they're all waving goodbye and uh i drew disconnects the ship from the catwalks uh, of the parking lot, parking ship lot, and uh, a cloud of pink appears before the ship, and the ship goes straight through it, and whoosh, all that pink dust, that familiar pink cloud of mist encircles you, and you start coasting right into that plane of pink. All right, here we go, fellas. You guys currently have 33 hours because the goodbyes took a while. <laughs> to do a Minnesota goodbye. And not that anybody would call it that since Minnesota doesn't exist in this setting. <laughs> I don't even know what that is in real life. Uh, the ship starts... It's when you, it's when you um, are like leaving to go, but you just like actually stay there and you like maybe walk a little bit away, but you keep talking to them about something else and you're like, okay, I really need to go now. And you walk a little further away down the, the road and you keep talking to them because you don't want to be impolite and just leave. This says a lot about Minnesota. Yes. Okay. In Minnesota, you also can take like the last thing in the store or like the last thing yeah. ever you're supposed to take the last of something it's rude because someone else might want it god all right cool so the ship is floating down down deeper into the plane of pink that thick layer of uh clouds uh just comes up all around you and you can hardly see anything because it really isn't like a cloud layer it's all cloud and then ground Eventually, you hit uh, the ground very gently, mind you. It's not jarring. <laughs> um, and 
I drew uh, parks the ship, doesn't anchor it down though. She goes to the, you know, the, what is that? Like the chamber, you know how in like diving things, they have like a little antechamber for the outside and like spaceships. You mean like the, um, the airlock? Airlock! Man, I don't know words anymore. Airlock, yes. Uh, she uh, goes down to the airlock, gets her suit on, even though she's like, I mean, there's no real point for this suit except for like armor and like the aesthetics. But <sighs> you guys all prepared? Yep. She hits the button for the airlock and the door is open. And before you, it was just pink. It's it's just like pink fog. You can see a little bit in front of you. It's it's the same whitish, peachish dirt that you're familiar with. Except for maybe Abby. This is probably yeah, the first not time. Me. <laughs> yeah. For you, Abby, this is all new. Ugh. It's kinda hard to see out here. Yeah, you get used to it. It's like thick fog, but it's made of like fairy dust. I believe the term that you guys used was Barbie fog. I don't even know what that means, but eh, it fits. What's Barbie? I don't know. But she like starts waving her hand and the uh, the clouds start parting and you guys can see the path before you. Cool. So how do you navigate in this stuff? Uh... Certainly. You kind of just get a feel for it. It's not like normal fog, and this isn't like a normal plane. You just kind of start realizing where you are in the plane. It's more of a feeling. You manifest where you want to go. Mm, not that cool. It's more... You start building a map of what this place looks like in your own head as you keep walking. Even though you can't really see anything, you know where you are. Hmm. Well, I sure hope you're right. I mean, uh, I, I, there's no reason to think I'm wrong. At least I don't think. I mean, I guess not. It's just being in a new place. It's kind of, and it doesn't seem to work like a normal place. Oh, hell yeah. This place doesn't really, uh, follow much rules, huh? Yeah, just, uh, keep your suits on and your heads on straight. I hope you not, are not meaning that literally. I do mean that literally. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'll try not to have my block knocked off by anything. Gee, I would sure hope so. And she just starts walking. <laughs> okay, I just follow her because I'm not really sure where to go and we should all probably stick together anyway. Yeah, as you guys walk, uh, she's um, following some path that she knows in her head. Um, you guys can see that the ground before you does actually look sort of like a path, like a gravel road with like raised gravel on the side, basically. Kind of like um, like a it, sidewalk that has like a curb on it in a way. In a way, but it's definitely not manufactured. It it's not natural. I mean, it 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 seems natural. That's what I mean. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, it's like, it's not natural, but it's, it's not, not natural, but it's not manufactured. What, what, the what the fuck am I saying? Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to go for non-Euclidean, saying not manufactured and not natural definitely lends some mystery to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna have the fucking floor just, like, start 
MC Eschering on you. Not yet. What's the sound I don't like to hear? <laughs> really, you have died. We might be going to combat soon, she did say. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But no, uh, things are pretty silent. Um, so, what are you guys hoping to find here? Well, we don't really know what this fifth dimensional thing looks like, but I sure do hope we can find it, or maybe some hint about what it's like, or its nature, why it's connected to the, your brother and all. Like, the thing in the, the truth or opinion booth did tell us that, like, it's under some sort of maybe contract with your brother, but n nothing real big on the details. Okay, okay. Um, can I roll to, like, see if I can, like, sense any, like, fifth dimensional being <laughs> I mean, in the area? I mean, sure. Okay. I, okay. I'm not really okay. Logic me through how you're doing this. Yes. Like, did you just, I just like... want to roll. Okay. So what, are you just, like, using your your gut feeling or something? Okay, you know what? Your intuition? I, I believe in you. You can do this, Akka. I'm going to do an arcana check. Okay. To see if I can, like, sense any, like, powerful magic beings. Okay. So 20 plus 7 is a 27, but also natural 20. Ah, sweet! So, like, the entire place is really magic? <laughs> Great. I, I figured that would happen. <laughs> no, yeah, but you do definitely get a sense that, um... Like, we're on the right track. That you, yeah, you're on the right track, but also that there's deep, deep magic in inside this, like, underneath you. That was very inducive. Did I use that word right? I have... Inducive? Maybe I'm just... Using words injudiciously. Jesus Christ. Okay, but inju injudiciously was correct. <laughs> Were you stunning for the GRE here? Uh, so yeah, there's a uh something powerful. There's just like a lot of magic, and it seems to be radiating from underneath you, and also like further ahead, but also kind of behind you. It's there's a strange feeling that there is a lot of magic, but most of it's coming from underneath. Perfect. I'm glad I... Hey, all. There's a lot of magic here. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I would, I would assume so. I mean, pink is not a real natural <laughs> color on the material plane. I thought you were about to say pink isn't a real color. <laughs> uh, <laughs> technically, it's not. Depends on what shade we're talking about yeah in the light spectrum pink isn't a real color it's like the filler color our eyes make between something it's like blue and red in between blue and red yes yeah what are, what our eyes see as pink is basically our eyes saying that's not green but yeah no d d d pink whatever on track guys keep on track <laughs> So okay, let's keep, keep walking. Okay, you're not gonna say anything else about how it's really magic here. Oh yeah, there's there's a bunch of magic under us, but like there's magic everywhere. Hmm. If only we could harness this and take it with us. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Some strange. Well, I kind of like I think about it. And I'm like, I drew. Would there be a way to travel further down 
Like, I mean, does does the path you're taking lead us further into, I guess, the center of things? Uh, the center. Does this place have a center? I guess is a, a better question. It probably does. I mean, I've traveled across the surface, but whenever I try to go into one of those valleys, it ended up uh, not being all that great, so I just stayed on the surface a whole bunch. Trying to figure out my way out of here through that. Hmm. So what do you what do you mean like it didn't work? It it was basically just dangerous. Uh, when you get into those valleys, that's when it really really fucks with you. Hmm. When you start seeing things and uh, getting attacked. Getting attacked, yeah. Well, we do have plenty of protection with us now, and I kind of look at. Uh, Luthmos and his uh, cool new magic item. Yeah. By the way, did Foxfire bring that orb with you guys? I mean, I would assume he would have. I mean, otherwise, what's the point of taking it? What's the point of me being here? The problem is that the, that that orb does some fucky things when you go through dimensions. We pull it out and I'm going to give you the option. There is a non-zero chance that it explodes when it goes through a dimension. Do you want to risk it? Or do you want to keep it on the prime material plane right now? I mean, mean, the problem is we're not going back. So it's basically like not having a magic item at all if he just keeps it there. The other team, yeah, yeah, the other team could be using it. It's it's not completely useless. But it is up to you. it, What's, it's it, not a hundred. I'm not going to give you a hundred percent chance that it explodes, but it's definitely not a zero percent chance. What do I have to roll to not? I roll it. You roll it's it. A, it's a D percentile. It was on the table of yeah. your magic okay. item. It's got like a, I think like a what ten percent chance that it explodes or something like that. It. I do not remember. Hold on. Let me scroll up. Here we are. Sphere of annihilation. Oh yeah, it was a fifty percent chance that the sphere is destroyed. Hey, so uh, who's who's got the highest metric? You. You do. Besides me. Nobody. Like maybe I drew, but definitely not Abby, and definitely not Lufus. There's no way that either of us are gonna have like a proficiency in Arcana, and no, I know I for like, certain. I meant back like. Uh, probably Strawberry, because she was magic oriented and came from a magic world. Yeah. Hey, uh. So I left that with her. Okay. Because I don't want to, like, risk it. Risk, Yeah, don't risk it. That thing is valuable. A little retconning. But no, so I don't have the orb. No, unfortunately. So I think our best option would then be to go into one of these valleys. I, uh... I gotta warn you. I mean, you guys have been in them before. Abby literally in them. But you, I, you don't remember it. Um, but that shit's dangerous. You guys ready? Well, we didn't go on this adventure to be safe, so let's do it. <sighs> ah, that's the spirit. All right. We take any opportunities we got. You, you, you follow? If yeah. If we don't do anything, we will die anyway. Might nothing ventured, well nothing gained. Time. I get you. Okay. Uh, she starts uh, walking... 
further into the plane of pink. And you guys come up upon one of those valleys. It's just a deep, deep valley. Uh, it's dark purple and black. It's winding and twisting for miles and miles. And there's a little switchback for you to make your way down there. Cool. We should probably have like our weapons at the ready in case we get attacked by any sort of odd things. Absolutely. As you guys go in, the uh, purplish-black fog just settles up around you and kind of makes it extremely difficult to see. Um, Idrew pulls out a rope and hands everybody a piece of that rope and ties it to everybody. Cool. You guys start making your way deeper into the valleys. That didn't sound like a good sigh. <laughs> I think it could be a good sigh. It could be the DMG. I wish I could get them into a random encounter, but the dice said no kind of sigh. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, you're you're walking along, um, and your feet hit something along the ground. The ground's like usually smooth, gravelly, but you do hit something a little bit heftier. But it's not like a rock to your foot. It, it it's something else. Uh, who whose foot taps this? Does everybody touch this or no? Let's see. Who's in front? Idrew's in front. Of course, Idrew's in front. I'm not even gonna. No, Idrew's in front. <laughs> the navigator's in front. Um, she stops and she picks up what she hit with her foot. What is it? Um, what? is this indeed what the fuck uh she dusts it off and there's a familiar green light coming from one of the sides of it and it it actually looks like a cheesier that's been broken apart oh is that thing dead no um the light's still on it's like not moving right it's not moving no Hmm. maybe it's sick man really take a look at this damn thing she, like, shows it around, and you can see that the parts that are broken off, there's, like, a faint green light coming from the inside. But as she's wiping off the dust on it, it starts crumbling away under her grip. It's like it's made of, like, styrofoam. It's so light and, like, fragile. Hmm. Um, back when the cheese eaters first invaded Earth, um, I don't remember, did anybody, like, attack them or get up close? Do we remember what oh, yeah. texture they were? Oh yeah, you guys um, You guys were able to get up close and were able to really get a good feel of what they were like because you guys fought a couple of them off. Um, they, their substance ends up being whatever substance they eat. So, oh, okay. yeah. So maybe this thing ate something it shouldn't have, well, in a, in a manner of speaking. No, I, I just think it didn't make it. Hmm. It looks like it maybe. got attacked by something. Hmm. Well, we should maybe be on the lookout, not only for more of these things, but for whatever might have caused this, as it might do the same to us. I mean, we have seen how indestructible these are, so if that whatever attack this thing can take it out, uh, I don't think we want to run into that. These things aren't really all that indestructible. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you right now, they have like one HP each. 
Yeah, I remember us fighting against them. So we, it's their their strength really comes in numbers and their ability to like eat things. Yeah, that's thing. true. Yeah, but they aren't like paper thin, so to say. They 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 just don't fall apart. And in fact, if you remember, the color of the ones that were attacking um your uh, the material plane, the Earth. And the uh, worlds of the crew members, they had a different color. They had cyan. Oh, this guy's green? Yeah. Huh. Wonder what that could mean. Well, we saw, we, we saw a green a, one in. Didn't we also see a red one? No, we saw, we saw another green one in. And in uh, the Lord's house. Yeah, yeah. In the... <laughs> in Mr. Dragon. Yes. He had a green one. And the only other colors that you've seen were at the very end of Strawberry's world, and you saw a whole bunch of multicolored ones. Hmm. Does this mean anything? Do the colors mean anything, or are they just there? I, I mean, surely they mean something. Well, I don't know what they mean, but the ones that I've seen, they've all been the cyan color, um... I think it's. I think it might have something to do with their behavior. Not not what they eat. More. Hmm. I've got a hypothesis. Okay. When I first saw these things, they were in concept uh, for what my brother was trying to do. He he made these things to try to get some more material from. Uh, other planes. That's what the theory was for him. Uh, but he didn't really like to, well, program? So we've made a base program and let it learn on its own how to gather material and bring it back. So I'm guessing whatever color it is is what program it has. Huh. Okay, so in theory, these things sound useful, but because your brother was too lazy to properly work on it, they decided that whenever they go out to get a materials, they just need to eat everything. Yeah, you know what? I think this is that. Yeah. Whatever the cyan program is, that's, um, that's what's telling them to devour everything in sight. Huh, then wonder what green does. I, I don't know, but um, I'm you never see one of these by itself. Ooh, but this is the only one around, and she kind of like waves her foot around, and you can see the black uh, clouds kind of shift around, and there's nothing around you guys. No green, no lights, just this broken apart green cheese eater. I mean, they don't really take care of their own. Maybe it was in a swarm and it got left behind when it got damaged. I think you're thinking they're too they're a little bit smarter than what they are. How so? You're you're saying left behind and like part of a group. I think I don't think they have uh, much for intelligence. I think this is just a different program altogether. So it's like they're just machines. Yeah. They don't really care for each other. Yeah, they like I think they just exist. They got about as much sentience as, uh, well, this rock. She picks up a rock. Anyways, I think we should keep moving on. Uh, maybe so. Hey 
Hey, welcome to episode 39 of Chronicles of Starlight. We are so close to the end, I can taste it. It's delicious. I've been writing this finale and I've been realizing I hate planning so much. If I write a lot, it'll be like just like a railroad for the players. And the players are only going to be able to visit the fun stuff that I want them to go to. Uh, that's no fun. Don't like that. So instead, I have set up this final little play school play place a la mini McDonald's. And my lovely players are children fueled by kids meals and four-piece chicken McNuggets. So tangentially, uh, has anyone noticed that post-COVID McDonald's nuggets are just like lamer now? Like, uh, I get it, but also, um, my tug isn't like wrong, right? Uh, anyways, uh, stay safe, everyone. Uh, 2021 will only be good if you make the effort to make it good. Uh, that means joining a union, planning bee garden, uh, advocating for increasing the minimum wage. You know, all the good stuff. So send me a message. Let me know how you're liking the podcast. Rate and review wherever you listen. And it really helps me out. All my socials are Chibi Cheese Fuff, conveniently. And I'll let you get back to things. As you guys go further in, um, the walls of the valley start becoming very, very tall. Uh, instead of being a nice uh, U-shape that like a normal kind of valley would be, th- these are like... Uh, perpendicular to each other basically i mean i mean parallel to each other basically they're walls on each side of you and they have this pattern of like solid cloud like marble but it's black and purple and dark browns and as you pass by them uh and you look at these walls there's pictures that start uh appearing on them uh, scenes that are playing on them, uh, scenes that you don't even recognize. They're something else. They're someone else's memories that are f- being projected onto these walls. And it looks kind of like Idrew's. Hmm. It is showing her past in the plane of pink. She's just wandering around. It's kind of boring, actually. She's fighting, she's wandering around, um... And you see a familiar figure that only, I believe, Luthmos would remember. Oh, who is it? It's, I don't know if you remember Uendo, but um, Luthmos would definitely remember this. There is a figure, a humanoid figure, with a long, dark brown coat. And on the back of it has a pattern of white and pink. And it's similar to a pattern that you've seen before in one of the, in some of the crew members' dreams of some creature that would be helping you. And he's got a mask on with that same pink pattern. Oh, is this the masked man? Yes. Or being? Yeah. Oh, I approached the being. He's not there. He's in the oh. memories of that are being projected onto the walls of the <laughs> of the yeah of the valley. Well, I get closer to see what it is. You get a closer look, and yeah, you recognize that that is indeed that uh, figure that you've seen before very briefly after exiting Abby's little nightmare thing. Well, isn't this interesting? And behind you is that same familiar voice. I turn around. There is that humanoid figure again. 
in the flesh. Um, his face is obscured by some sort of black mist, but it's familiar. But it's not anyone you can think of. Yeah, not too familiar, but not too not familiar. That's the joke. But it's not anyone that you can think of. There's just something that you recognize. Well, it certainly has been a well, I think, since we last saw each other. Has it? I don't believe I've ever met you. Of course, my memory's not as good as it has been these days. And Aiju, like, stops and turns around like, holy shit, fuck. It's this fucking dude again. Oh, um, well, I guess we met in, like, um, the rain world, so maybe that's why. We've met? I I don't remember. I... (laughs) I'm sure I would remember meeting some of these colorful characters, but, uh... I'm sorry. Yeah, we were, were like, in the memories of our crew, so I don't think that would have carried over for you, maybe? I'm not sure what you're talking about. And I drew steps uh, forward and is like, okay, this is is a weirdo. Uh, Ignore him. I mean, sure, he helped me a couple of times in the plane of pink, but he also, like, like, just, like, stood by and watched other times and she's like tapping on like a memory that's floating by on the sides of the valley where it's very clear that this guy is just kind of watching uh, Aiju get attacked by some sort of creature oh well maybe maybe he can help us I mean we gotta try and take everything at this point like we're trying to save the universe are you now this is uh you know, we don't really get many visitors here. I think I drew over here has been the only one. Yeah, I can say for certain that, um, the only truly living thing here is this dude. Doesn't even have a name. Says he forgot it. Uh, well, as you know, I drew, the plane of pink does some shit to you. I've just been calling him the Wanderer because, uh, I can't think of a better name. Oh, I was just gonna call him Mask. (laughs) You can call me whatever you like, so long as I know that you're talking to me. Ah, alright. Well, you kind of want to run down on what we're doing, so maybe you can see if you can help? Okay, and um, I'm just gonna say that you guys just talk about this so we don't have to reiterate too much that we already know. Mm-hmm. You guys basically trying to save the entire universe. And as you guys are talking and walking deeper into these valleys, you also see other memories. Something that you definitely don't recognize or can place a finger on exactly where they came from. So you can safely assume that they're probably from this wanderer's dreams, or this wanderer's memories. They show a village, a pretty old village, but it's recognizable that it's from your home planet. They're from Earth. He's got a team of people with him, and... They are going deeper and deeper into this strange cavern, and they're fighting something. 
what it exactly it is seems to be extremely hard to perceive. It's almost as if someone has gone into his memory and, like, scratched it out. Because every time you try to see what he's fighting, it's it looks horrible to look at. It's, uh... You know how neural network processing videos tries to put frog faces on things that aren't frogs? It's like that. It's uh, got a lot of horrible artifacting of, like, cyans and, like, neon magentas and yellows and bright greens that are just crackling all around whatever this thing is. It, it, it's, it's definitely not what it's supposed to look like. And, like, this this wonder guy is just, like, listening into your conversation, like, oh, wow, you guys go into other people's dreams and memories. This is, this is interesting. I didn't know that the Planet of Pink was capable of doing such a thing. Yeah, it was very surprising to us as well the first time it happened, and the second time as well. I think we only really figured out what happened the third time it happened. <laughs> Third time's the charm, I think. <laughs> ah, this fucking dude. Ajut's just kind of like not really super excited about this guy being here. Well, any help is better than no help. I, I don't think I'm actually helping you guys. <laughs> well, maybe you can tell us something uh, uh, more about uh, this plane of pink and the fifth dimensional being that we're trying to find if you know anything about it hmm can you describe what your fifth dimensional being would be like uh kind of has all knowledge of possibilities um not really capable or capable of more than like what uh we would be capable of, I guess. Like, a, a regular mortal person. I don't know if a, a god would be a, a good description of it. Maybe godlike, though. It certainly is an anomaly, I think. Can you give me a physical description of it? Because I think there's something on the tip of my tongue. I just... I can't... I can't remember. I... And again, I, yeah, it, and as he's talking about this, you see that same scene of uh, him fighting alongside uh, some of his uh, fellow fighters against this thing that's been ripped out of his head, basically. Um, I try and I can't recall the description of the fifth dimensional being we encountered, but um, I try to describe that. Um, Though I do make note that uh, it may not look exactly the same. Um, a thing that sh the um, the great one with air quotes there uh, talked to you about is that you have met similar things to her before. Um, they would basically be aberrations. And in your lore of, you know, Earth and, like, D&D &D and stuff, you guys would probably know a little bit more about aberrations. Oh, okay. So then we could probably throw in a few descriptions of different aberrant creatures on Earth. So, like, uh, specifically Beholders, since we met one of those in story. And then maybe even other creatures like the Flumps and the yeah. The specific players. one that you guys had met was a Spectator. 
Yeah, like which is a feet. kind of beholder. Yeah, which is indeed a kind of beholder. When you say that, he actually stops for a moment. And that memory that's projected onto the walls, like, starts jittering. Um, that that strange artifacting neural network looking mess starts trying to form a shape along uh, something familiar that you guys have seen in uh, horrible stories and legends of the most horrible monsters that, that you could think of on your planet, but it never really fully forms. And it just kind of, the picture just doesn't get put together. And you see the Wanderer kind of, like, hold his head, and he's just, I know this, I, but I can't picture it. I've heard that before. Beholder. You can't picture it? Well, it's like a, it's like a ball, and it's got some tentacles on the top of its head. It's got one big eye on its body. The ends of the tentacles have eyes. It shoots horrible little raids out of the eyes it's got big sharp teeth yeah as you keep describing it that picture on the uh sides of the wall keeps trying to form into what you would assume to be a beholder because it's definitely got that those 10 tentacles and single body but it is not forming a picture it is trying its best to create this image and and it is not it is breaking apart as soon as it gets anywhere close to looking like what it's supposed to be. And the Wanderer is, like, on his hands and knees now, holding his head. I, 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 can you please stop? Uh, sure. Why? I, I don't, it, it hurts whenever I try to think of that so hard. It, I, you said you know it. How, though? It, you met one? I uh, uh, and that scene continues and you see from his perspective he is in close with this thing it is like it is an intense battle and you see that him and his allies are cutting off uh parts of this thing are like, they winning uh they are winning are you winning son they are winning against this thing and it it it's behaving not what you would expect a beholder to behave like from what stories you've heard of what beholders act like. There's just something off about this. And it's, it's and it's not just what it looks like. It's There's something else off. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's him. I mean, he's in the picture, though. Is he? He, he, it, this is from his perspective. You can see his hands every now and then coming off onto the scene. From what you can tell from the memory, they are in some sort of chamber that's, like, huge. Just seems to be carved out perfectly smooth rock. And there's a gigantic pile of treasure. You, you could safely assume it is what the Beholder's Horde is. And yeah. in the center of it is a little girl. Hmm, okay. Well, if he doesn't want to focus on Beholder, maybe we can focus on the girl. Who's that? I drew. It is not I drew. It is a small girl. I drew's not from Earth. I know. Yeah. yeah. You're, these you're right. memories are still from Earth. You're right. You're right. Uh, who is she? The Great One. 
Well, he said the man said something about a girl earlier in Big Think. You said something about the great one, and then you said, like, she right after it. So. Yeah, that that was my mistake. It should have been a they. Oh, okay. great, Great one, great one, have no gender. But what if the great one wants a gender? Take or your pick. Gender, I hardly even know her. Ha ha ha. It's true. But he's focusing on the uh, small girl now. And you know what? You might actually recognize her. Let's see. I think... I think only Foxfire would remember her. Oh, God. Oh. oh, I think I know who it is. Out of character. Yeah. This is the girl from my memory, isn't it? Yeah. From what specifically? Wizard school. No, 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 no. Not wizard school memory, no. It is a small girl, probably, like, she's a human. She's, like, 12 years old. She's got um, some older kinds of noble fashion for a girl her age. So my character remembers her. Yes. Okay. But me don't. Yeah, but you don't. Uh, Let me give you one little extra hint. She has with her a scruffy looking dog. Dorothy. Huh? Dorothy. (laughs) No, God. Wait, is this someone we would have met during, like, what, session one? Maybe, like, session five. Uh, I can't remember that fucking <laughs> Yeah, that was, like, two years ago. I'm sorry. Um, shit. Um, I-, I wanted to see if you... She's the one who gave the coin. Oh. Oh, the fortune teller girl? Oh. No, not the fortune no, teller it's, girl. It's the goddess. The guy, the one that you called the goddess. It might have Solus? been session one. Yeah. He perks up whenever you say that name. He's like, I, I know that name. W- what was that again? Solus. That's that's the town that I had to go to. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we were there. there too. You you've been there, so so our so we were successful. We we fought that thing. I, I I'm not gonna try to remember what it is. We fought it, and I think we won. Then. Do you remember how you won? Did you just fight it, or did you have to do something else? Uh, And he's holding his head again, and that scene continues to play. That thing that you now assume to be a beholder, that you just can't get a good grasp on what it looks like, it looks like it has... um, Yeah, it looks like it has eight tentacles now, and there's two that have been cut off, and they're thrown to the side. And it looks like one of the magic users is preparing some sort of grand spell. And all the other ones are... uh, There's four allies in total. One of them is preparing a big magic spell. And two of the other ones are occupying him. And the perspective of this guy, the wonder guy, he seems to be running over to the little girl to scoop her up and take her out of there. And suddenly there is a big, bright flash of light. The one that's preparing the spell has set it off, but it has encompassed everyone in the room. And after that big, bright flash of light, there's nothing. The memory fades. I wonder what that spell was. You could see if uh, Foxfire could know. 
another arcana check? Yeah. All right, well, I'll see if I can figure it out, but is it something that we really, really want to use? Like, Yes, uh, this this would... I, I'm saying it, that this, is a, this isn't like a key thing that you would require, but this is a very interesting thing that I want you guys to know. Okay, but would it... If, if we, like, figured it out, would it kill us if we used it? Oh, I mean, he's, the dude is, was there when they cast the spell, so right. he's alive. So. He's alive, technically. Technically. Okay, well, it. I mean, I got a, a nine total. Jesus. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Never mind, I guess. <laughs> You, I, rolled, I rolled a two. You can tell that it is some sort of uh, conjuration magic. And that's all you got. Hey, that's a spell. That is indeed that's a spell. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for y'all. Blink slowly. <laughs> and it's conjuration. Something I'm notoriously use a lot. Wink, not. Technically, wish is a conjuration spell, but Abby's not a wizard, so she doesn't know that. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if it was wish. Uh, that would be really convenient. But actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, whatever the spell is, we actually could cast it with wish, because one of the things you can do with wish is cast any spell of eighth level or lower that you want to. Eighth level or lower. I don't know if this would count. I think this would be a ninth level spell. It's it was a, it was a big one. Then I, I don't even think I could use it. Yeah. Well, uh, it, I mean, you only can use spells of up to like what third now because we're well, we're only level five. So wish would yeah, wish or knowing a really powerful wizard is third. pretty much the only ways we could do it. Guilty. <laughs> well, in any case, um, it seems like it was some grand magical spell. And it it was used, but you don't know if it worked correctly because there is certainly no memories after this for this guy, except for him like wandering around the plane of pink. Hmm. Well, whatever that spell was, uh, certainly did its job because I don't know how much time might have passed between you visiting that place and us, but it certainly was still there. I, I'm glad that that was our mission. Do you know if that little girl was safe? I mean, she's a god, so... What are you talking about? Yeah, she's literally, like, the god that the village worshipped. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps they just, uh, took to mourning for that girl and it just turned into that. But that... I, I remember her. She... She didn't really strike me as a divine sort of thing. She was just a little girl. Oh, well, some, some gods are very good at disguising their true nature. Fire, you did talk about a vision she had. Oh god, the vision. Is, I don't remember. I, I'm not that really the, sure what you're talking about. That everything was on fire and didn't the fire come from underground? Or was it was it like a prediction of the cheese eaters? Yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A cheese eater prediction. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a cheese eater prediction. Okay. Well, since she is uh, a, a god, I 
I guess she is safe in whatever plane she went to. Say, I've never thought about this before. Do you think gods could reach a place like this? Um, you guys do remember that Jim's uh, patron god, the Raven Queen, was able to hang out in the Plane of Pink and, like, lend her oh, magic. Yeah. yeah, But she was kind of, like, hobbled. She couldn't access, like, her full powers, right? Yeah, but that was more that she only had one believer of her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, none of us really technically worship this goddess, so I don't know if we really count as believers or how many believers she might even still have left. I'm just trying to think, like, I mean, we could probably see how she's doing if we uh, prayed to her or something. If 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 that if they can indeed reach this realm, which it sounds like they can. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, have anybody reach us down here. This is a deep-ass valley. I can't even see the sky anymore. It's all black. Well, maybe not normally. And Abby does kind of, like, look down at her finger, which uh, I guess you can't probably see it because it's probably on her finger under her glove, but she is looking where the Ring of Three Wishes rests on her finger. Oh? What you thinking? Well, I'm trying to think if there's a spell already that I could access for this, because, like, using Wish outside of its usual parameters, um, you kind of risk the, the you kind of risk being able to lose it forever. So, hmm. or, like, not being able to use Wish again, that is. Which I guess we could pass, pass off the ring, but it also comes with other consequences, too, if you try to use it outside of that so i know there is like a spell for like asking god's questions and i'm trying to remember what it's called is it commune yes commune you contact a deity or divine proxy and ask up three questions it can be answered with yes or no what level spell is commune fifth okay yeah yeah there's not that many ninth level spells actually so most of the most spells that uh aren't or, well, obviously Wish is ninth level, but most spells are, you know. This this actually might be a good use of Wish, guys, because uh, we might actually, I mean, if she was there, we might actually be able to get some clear answers rather than just a fuzzy picture of what Mask, mask Guy remembers. Sorry, I'm not much help here. That's all right, but maybe, maybe if we talk to her ourselves and maybe we can clear up some of your memories. I know it hurts to remember, but maybe once we push past the block won't hurt so much. I don't really think it's a block. I think there's literally just a chunk of my brain missing. Oh, ouch. Alright, uh, do either of you object to me using one of our wishes in this way? We only get three. Well, maybe if if she has, like, knowledge on this fifth dimensional being as well, it might be useful. No objections. Alright. Well, let's do it. Um, so Abby holds out her hand and she like, like I guess kind of like Aladdin, you know, how you have to like rub the ring to, to make the wish. <laughs> she rubs the area where the ring would be and she says, I wish to commune with the goddess of solace. As you do that, the entire world beneath your feet starts to rumble. The walls start shaking violently and there's rocks that seem to be falling from God knows where. Oh boy. The earth beneath your feet starts to hiss and light pours out underneath you and from cracks, like just shattering underneath your feet, just 
the walls light up like electricity and this black fog that was around you pours up and into the sky like an eruption all along the walls you see memories of uh times that you think you remember but you know definitely didn't happen there's memories of uh the other crew members of you going into their worlds and doing something you don't know what because although you recognize these as your memories you do not remember them you do not remember them happening you see fang and his spaceship and there's a there, there's a spaceship and there's dinosaurs everywhere and they're wreaking havoc on there and fang is giving you guys a big old hug uh abby <laughs> I'm gonna be a fucking dinosaur nerd here. Abby is a Dimetrodon, a big sail-backed synapsid dinosaur. Not a dinosaur, technically. Luthmos is this gigantic crocodile that's walking on all four legs, kind of like like a dogwood, instead of being kind of like splayed out to the side with gigantic fangs and like a armored head. They're a caprosuchus. And Foxfire is a... Oh, I don't remember how to pronounce this one. I remember what the fucking bracket it is, a lepospondyli, but I don't remember what he's called. Diplocalus? Diplocalus? I wish there were pronunciations for these things. It's basically the stem um uh amphibian. He's 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 like he's like a he's like a salamander with a gigantic head that looks like a boomerang. He's really cute. Baby boy baby. He's baby boy baby. Um and you guys are I hugging. Just posted it, but... Yeah, there's the baby boy baby. <laughs> That's a fox that's just me nerding out about fucking dinosaur shit. Um, and there's another memory. Uh, you are with that slug creature friend, and you're in a field of golden flowers that you recognize from, um, the end of Rad's memories. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say Undertale. <laughs> no, not from Undertale. God, no. No, 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 no. It's that golden flower that you saw very briefly, that Luthmos saw very briefly at the end of Rad's memories, where he was fighting off um, Idru's brother who had that glow on him. And and the team, you're all in vacation gear, and you're high-fiving, and you're all having a good time. Um, And with Ferrix... There is a huge banquet hall, and you guys are having a wonderful meal of honey. And uh, it looks like Ferrix and someone of royalty is getting married. Looks like a princess. Wink, wink. Um, And you guys are in cool cybernetic gear. And uh, for Dognut's memory, there's... You seem to be in some sort of, like... 1920s um, ship, like an airship. And Dognut, he looks really sad and he's before a big-ass crystal inside like some sort of generator and it's crumbling before him. He's 
sad, but he also looks a little hopeful. And he turns to you guys and he's waving goodbye. And also all you guys are dogs and you're in suits. The whole, this whole world, I'm really sad you guys didn't go to Dog Nuts World because it was full of dog puns and you guys missed out on all of them. Here, let me, I, I had like a whole list of them. They were so good. Like, these were puns that I had written for like the alpha team for like years ago. I don't know, like four years ago or so. So, so all the dogs in that world were also some sort of pastry. So, uh, you had things like a Doberman or like Corgi cookie, like a Corky or like Pomeranian, like a Pomeranian, like a raisin nut bread Pomeranian, or like a poodle with pudding, a p- <laughs> fucking oh about pudding? a gluten free shepherd. <laughs> See, that was the thing in that world. I would have let you guys make dog puns, and you guys would have gotten bonus points. <sighs> but you didn't get to see it. <sighs> F in the chat. F in chat, yeah. yeah. Pug pie. Uh, God, there were just so many dog puns that I had written for like five years ago or something. Um, and you guys, you, Abby was a Jack Russell Stevens dog. Ja- like a Jack Russell, but Russell Stevens, the candy. Oh, I would have thought that she'd be like a Samoyed. She's oh yeah, Samoyeds were, hair. are also good. But I was thinking Samoa more... Ed. Yeah. This is more um, based on physical traits. I was like, Jack Russell's jump real good. Um, Luthmos would have been a pita bread, pita bread bulldog. Like a a pit bull, but pita bread. And Foxfire was a pup tart. (laughs) I had these puns for you. And we said no puns. You said no puns. Oh, there's one <laughs> Rottweiler, but I tried to put waffle in there, so it came out as Rottwaffler. <laughs> okay, that's enough I puns. Like that. I don't like. I don't like that. I thought Waffriler might make more sense. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, blame four years ago me when I tried to do this the first time around. In any case, you see these memories of floating by you, and. A golden light seems to trickle from these walls. And the book, that book that you guys have had since the, like, what, like, fucking chapter one. It starts glowing that same golden light. Interesting. Oh, boy. And all those other chapters start filling in with names. For Fang, uh, the chapter's name is Zola. For Dognuts... Here's another fucking pun for you guys. Xylitol. No, that's poisonous to dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a whole thing in his fucking world and you guys are never going to be able to see it. Um, for Ferrix's, it was... God, I wrote these like five years ago and finally everything's coming to head and I'm looking at these like, why did I fucking name them these? Uh, Idbosh. Starts with an I. Wait, Ferrix is a bug, right? Yeah. Get stick bugged, lol. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for humbling me once again with get stick bugged. Um, and the slug creatures chapter named Nugon, starting with an N. And what do they spell out? 
So let's see here. Um, so we had Zola, which starts with a Z, right? Mm-hmm. Xylitol, X, uh, uh, I, and N. So that's only like half the name, right? What did we already have? Because these, these chapters are in like sequential order, right? No, they are not. Oh. They seem okay. to be uh, written in the order that you guys have encountered them. Oh, I see. Okay. And then what are the names of the chapters we already had, just as a refresher? The other chapters' names. Jim's was Eloy, starting with okay. E. Yeah. Squall's was Hexapathies, starting with an H. Uh, Strawberries was Thalia, starting with a T. Uh-huh. And Raz was Anona, starting with an A. So that's the letters we have. This looks like an anagram. But it's probably not going to anagram into anything you recognize. Well, it's not going to be something we can just plug into the anagram scrambler. It's somebody's exactly. name, I assume. Exactly. Everything is coming together! A. Oh my god. This fucking plot from like five years I've been building up. Finally, finally the gears are meshing. Yes, good, good. I like this. I like that you guys immediately went to anagram. I didn't have to hint well, anymore. You did keep mentioning letters, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would assume it's probably like, I don't know. Um, oh, is that something? The faxon. Zia thinks? <laughs> it, it's not gonna come up with a name that's like normal there is um a particular thing that uh, rose rainbow told you that you guys all suddenly remember as if the gm is trying to give you a hint um yes that you have to keep in mind the order of things oh mm. hold on so what happened first is what you're saying I've got I've got a finger on my chin and I've got a smile on my face, but I'm not saying nothing. Okay. It's probably in alphabetical order. Good no. thing that this works off a of con. No. <laughs> no, it, it's it's what happened. It's like what world got eaten first? But who fucking world got eaten first? Um. Let's see. Or who's been here the longest? Are you guys gonna say this out loud? Which ones? Also, we haven't communed with the goddess yet, technically. Yeah, yeah, technically you haven't communed with the goddess yet. Um, the book itself starts flipping to, uh, like, the very back of the book, and words start appearing on it. Okay. What's it say? It says, hello. It's good to finally speak. It's nice to meet you. All right. And they come up with my three questions now. What does it mean? What does it mean? They're my questions. It's my turn on the spell. <laughs> okay. I did have at least two of them, two of the questions I already had planned out. And these are, well, shit. Except I have to phrase them as yes or no questions. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. So I can just ask. Any it's it's a fucking wish question. spell. It's a wish spell. It's a wish spell. Just. That's a good thing? Okay. Yeah. Alright, so, um, first question. What is the name of the being that the masked man fought in his memories? 
Well, I've given you all the keys onto getting that one. I've been peppering the... That name, that... In the only way that I can give it to you. I've been trying to get you that name for... Since we met. But this is the only way I've been able to do that. I see. Uh, that that that's not really a good answer. I'll I'll give you a, a another question that you can ask me then. <laughs> okay. Second question: What is the name of the spell that that wizard used to vanquish the the beast? Well, they didn't really vanquish the beast, and it's not a beast. It's my friend. What they did was I they teleported. They tried to teleport. Just that, I, I, sorry, I can't say the name. You have to understand, there's rules that I have to obey now. They teleported that, their plan was to teleport that into a star. But they failed, they brought everyone else with them. Sorry, I'm just writing down in the chat so we can reference this for later. Okay. Um, uh, what is a third question? I guess we could probably clear up the exact connection, maybe, between Idri's brother and um, the being. So yeah, that'll that'll be question three of four. Um, question three: What is the exact nature between your friend and the person that we know as Idru's brother? So, Idru's brother. Well, they're just somebody I made up. For fun, with my friend, and I seems that he's just trying to talk with my friend, and saw that he had some power, and is using him for his for his own mean purposes. I don't know. Uh, it. I created this uh, this little world here with my friend, and it seems that the little things that we helped create didn't like that. They were unfinished. They were, they were upset that they were unfinished. So somehow they, they found my friend and they're using him now. Okay. One final question: Where exactly is the being? You're so close. Just a couple more steps. You would have been there. Can I ask something for you now? I, I guess. Can you save my friend? She's silent for a few seconds. We- I don't know if we'll be able to. We have all the power that we could muster, and we'll certainly try, but I don't know if we'll succeed. We're just mortals. <laughs> mortals can do a lot. I'm mortal. What? They said you were a goddess. <laughs> Who said that? That's silly. Well, it was good talking to you. I'm getting tired now. Go rest. We'll do the rest. And the book stops uh, glowing that golden light. And before you, yeah, and as soon as that golden light is gone, the shadows come pouring back in. And this time, they start to form a shape. Some sort of human shape. It looks like the shadows are becoming armor on it. And that face, it's all obscured and black and spiky. You recognize it as like a... Like a dark mirror of Idru's brother, with bright orange eyes that glow like fire. 
and it draws a giant sword and it smashes it into the earth and the whole valley starts shaking and rumbling and shadows start pouring from underneath you. (laughs) Go for it. Found you. Yeah, fuck. Oh boy. So mysterious. So naive. It's me, why am I dancing around this like a little koi fish? It's me, your helpful little narrator. Uh, I'd introduce myself here at the end if I had a proper name, but I suppose Wanderer will do. See you next time on Chronicles of Starlight. Mm-hmm.